You are now listening to The Efficacy of Truth with Brother Woods here on At A Church Radio. So this is the efficacy of truth, and we are live today for October twelfth, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, my name is Sam. Of course, I'm the producer of this podcast, and I am joined today by Brother Ritz. So good to see you today, Brother Ritz. So good to have you in the studio and have you with us. Good to be here. We don't have Brother Woods with us, as you might be able to tell. There's an empty chair because he is currently on his honeymoon. It's a wonderful thing. He got married this past Sunday. It was beautiful. Uh, and great to go see a brother in Christ um, joining up in that union. And uh, it's he, he might talk about that next time he comes on, some of the details of that. But just a beautiful, beautiful thing to see and to uh, be able to fellowship with him and rejoice with him in that. And so uh, we told him he could have the week off this week. <laughs> uh, but we're so thankful that you're here, Brother Ritz. Has, any, has the Lord led anything on your heart to speak about today? Uh, no, no. Uh... I thought maybe somebody here to start this all. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's all right. Uh, you know, I we were talking ahead of time about the um, the change that happens when you actually follow through with something God has given you. When God speaks the truth, and then you respond to it, then things start to open up, and you start to go further and deeper into truth. And it's really it's a beautiful thing because. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. You don't. You're not going to get it all right away, right? But that's right. Once God does start opening things up, it starts getting deeper and deeper the further you go. I want to read this verse uh, I read this morning. It's in Mark chapter four, and this just stuck out to me in my in my reading this morning. Mark chapter four, verse number twenty-four. Mark four and verse twenty-four. This is of course Jesus speaking. And he's been giving these parables to the uh, the disciples and to those who were listening. And it's interesting, too, because during this teaching, he even says earlier in the passage, uh, verse 11, he says, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. So he's talking about how once you gain a level of spiritual understanding, once you gain a level of um, I hate to use this term because it's been abused so much, but it's really enlightenment, the idea that you have been, God has illuminated to you a uh, truth, then you can continue further down that path, right? As as the scripture says, line upon line, precept upon precept, you know, one thing adds unto another. So when you get to verse 24, Jesus says, he said unto them, take heed what ye hear. So we have to be cautious what we're bringing in, the direction we're aiming our ears, if you will. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. And what the Lord spoke to me on this verse this morning was just that if you continue hearkening, if you continue listening and obeying, God will continue speaking. He'll continue leading you down that path of truth. He'll continue leading you on that highway of holiness. He'll continue opening doors for you and and uh, taking care taking care of your steps and ordaining that as long 
as you stay submissive, as long as we continue to follow, as long as we continue to listen and to hearken. But as soon as we start pushing back, as soon as we say, all right, God, that's enough. Like, I'm good. I'm going to just sit here for a while. I, I know everything I need to know, God. I got it from here. As soon as we start taking that posture, then God just, he lets us have it. He says, okay, all right. He, take, he, he, he stops that guidance. He stops that, that leading because you can't move forward in God. You can't move forward in truth through your own volition, through your own understanding. You can only move forward in truth through the Holy Spirit, through yeah. the guidance of God himself. And so that was just a, a thought I've been carrying with me throughout the morning, you know, going on into the, into the podcast. And we were talking, of course, beforehand about being led out of the traditions and the ways that we had been raised in, you know, um, I was raised in a Baptist tradition, and uh, did you say Presbyterian? Is that Presbyterian. right? Presbyterian. Yes, sir. And, you know, the, the, the Trinitarian way of thinking, the, um, just the traditions that we were raised under or that we were taught, and how if you get stuck in those traditions, if you get stuck in what has been handed to you, and you don't allow the Scripture to supersede that, if you read something in the Scripture or God opens something up to you and you say, well, I know the Bible says this, but... I was taught this, so I'm going to stick with that instead. That's where you get hung up. That's where God says, all right, well, I can't take you any further because you're not letting me. You're not opening yourself up to the deeper truth that God has for you. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, brother? Well, <clears throat> the scripture says, come out from among them and be mm. separate. Yeah. And you're able to do that, like the brother was saying, as you hear the word preached. Mm -hmm. because God has chosen by the foolishness of preaching mm -hmm. to save us. And we, a lot of times, like I was raised in a Presbyterian church, I already believed Jesus was God. Mm -hmm. That's not enough to save you. Right. I believed in God, but I didn't obey him. I didn't try to serve him. It's not enough. It won't save you. But the Lord brings people out of these other churches, out of these other persuasions, as they, like the brother was saying, as you grow in the Lord. And you can only grow by being fed. And being fed by, the scripture says, <clears throat> the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers mm -hmm. were given for the perfecting, not only of saints, but that's what it says in that particular scripture. But if people will hear the prophets, they, they'll hear the apostles like they did in the book of Acts. It will bring them out. Mm. People that love God and are willing to walk in the truth. It's like the brothers saying, God will show you truth and you will grow as you come to the knowledge of the truth, you'll put off what's false and you'll add to your faith what is true. Mm. And it's called growing in the Lord. Mm. And we come to that and we have confidence in the Lord and in his word. So them that want the truth, when they hear it, they will come into it, they'll walk in it, they'll be uh, perfected mm -hmm. and if they are n people uh, that are not in the faith yet they will come in they'll yeah. continue to walk in the word and be obedient to Christ 
and they'll bring forth uh, fruit of the Spirit. As they're born again, they'll desire spiritual gifts. They'll grow in the Lord. It will be manifest mm. that they have been partakers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And these people, the Bible says that we're the light of the world. Mm -hmm. There's only one church that is the light of the world. And that started with the Jews. Mm. And as they fell into unbelief and more and more of them mm -hmm. did not receive the gospel, then the Lord turned to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. took out of them a people for his name. And he chose a, a Jewish man that hated the gospel, converted him to the truth. His name was Paul, and God gave him a great ministry to the Gentiles. Scriptures in the uh, Bible says that Peter is sent to the Jews, and Paul was sent to the Gentiles. And so that's that's the way that's working even today. People come into the faith. Some of them walk for years and years in what they think is truth. Mm. But when the word comes to them, it converts them. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And that, um, you know, you mentioned that idea of loving the truth, of pursuing the truth, of allowing the truth to do its work, to do his yeah. work because he is the truth right and that um that whole idea is is so vitally important in these last days yeah because there it, there are a lot of voices that are yelling or that are cajoling us saying yeah but you need to love right you need to temper everything with love so yes you need to speak the truth in love but you still speak the truth yeah right and the idea that we should curtail the truth, that we should hide it, that we should um, edit the truth in order to fit in with this world, in order to conform with this world, that is devilish. That is the work of Satan. And but that's the that's the gospel that's being preached today. That's the gospel yeah. that that everyone tells you you should like. Yeah, yeah. But don't talk about that stuff that's offensive. Don't talk about that stuff that we don't like to hear. The stuff that yeah. that condemns people to hell. You know that kind of stuff. They don't. People don't want to hear that stuff. It's interesting in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, he says uh, he's talking about uh, starting in verse seven. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, there was a, a specific revelation, a little, little bit of a different subject, but that the Lord was showing me last night, and... One of the aspects of that that he spoke to me was that time is a gift. Time is is the opportunity for us to make a choice. As long as time exists, until God stops that clock, you still have the option of choosing to serve God or choosing to serve someone or something else. And as it says here, you know, if you choose 
at this point, especially this juncture we're headed towards, when that wicked is revealed and all of these things start happening, if you choose at that point or by that point you have chosen to reject God or to even put God on hold, see, because that's the lie of the devil. That's the deceit is, well, okay, I know the truth. I've heard the truth, but I'll deal with that tomorrow, yeah. right? I know the truth. I know I should do this. I know I should be baptized in Jesus' name. I know I should, you know, fill in the blank with whatever truth you've seen in God's word that God's preached to you, whatever it is. And then you're like, but I'm going to put it off till tomorrow. I'm going to put it off till I feel comfortable with it. This day is going to hit you like a thief in the night, like God talks about. These things will come before you're ready because you won't be capable of being ready. And then you'll be stuck and you'll have no longer have that option to choose. You'll no longer have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to reject, I'm going to repent, reject the world and come out from among them. At that point, uh, you know, when it talks about, and I know I'm kind of mixing up a few things here uh, as far as timeline goes, but the principle abides throughout, you know, whether it's death that ends your life, whether it's when Jesus returns, or, you know, the scripture talks about the mark of the beast, anyone who takes that mark, anyone who makes that choice at that point, and, and you can read this in the scripture yourself, the book of Revelation, it, it talks about anyone who takes that mark has made a choice that cannot be undone. They have yeah. devoted themselves to the opposite of God, to the system of this world. And so there are points at which we choose where God offers grace, God gives us the opportunity to repent, but there are points at which you get to, you know, one of the most solid ones that we see is death. If you reach that point of death and you have not repented, you have not turned back, you have not followed the truth God's shown you, there is no option at that point to go back and start over. There is no option at that point to say, well, okay, I, I, I meant to do it. I meant to get everything right. I meant to follow you, God. So can we fix it now? It will be too late at that point. And so that's really just the, the burden that I felt on my heart this morning was, was that idea of following truth, no matter how uncomfortable that may get, because God may show you something. God may call you out. You know, we look at Abraham. I mean, he had to leave everyone and anyone he ever knew and leave the place he was born, leave the place he was raised, and come out and head off to a place he'd never seen before, head off to a promise that he didn't even see fully fulfilled in his lifetime. Amen. And God called him out to it and, and, and challenged him, basically, right? That's, that's, that's the question of faith. It's a challenge. It's, are you going to take God at his word? Are you going to follow and obey what he's asked you to do and believe that he will fulfill his end? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, the scripture says, for today is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. Speaking to men to put fear in their hearts and fear of God. Not fear to come to him, but fearing what this brother was talking about a while ago. The, uh, oh, the mark of the beast that's mm -hmm. coming up. Mm -hmm. Some preach the church won't be here. Some uh, don't believe it's going to be here during that time. But from what I've found in the scriptures, it's going to be there. Mm. And how soon, how far away it is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But this I do know. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. This is what God has had his ministers to preach down through the years. Mm -hmm. And then God, I think it's Galatians. I'd have to go back and see. But it talks about when the fullness of the Gentiles are becoming in. Mm -hmm. That means there's a time because God's going to turn back to Israel. Mm -hmm. 
But there's a time when the Gentiles cannot come in. Mm. Just like there is a time the brother is talking about a while ago, if you spend too much time and won't receive the truth, yeah. won't obey it, mm. God can harden you. Yeah. God can give you something to do to keep you busy mm. that you won't come to the truth. Mm. And people say, oh, God wouldn't do that. God wouldn't do that. Yes, he will. He's done warned us and told mm. us yeah. that he is uh, going to keep his word and his word is already established. Mm. It's true. It's a sure foundation and his word is, is going to judge the righteous and the unrighteous mm. in the time of judgment. So today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you need to put about serving Christ, getting mm -hmm. to know him. Amen. Don't worry about making money, mm. taking care of the things of this life. Mm. In one place, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right. And these things... Other things will take care of themselves. Yeah. You have time to do them. But right now, your soul is precious, and you've got to take care of it first of all. Amen. If you expect to live in peace with God forever and ever, if you're a believer, and you may be out there saying, well, this one believes that, and that one believes that. It don't matter what other people believe. Come on. You pray and ask God to give you ears to hear, yes. a heart to perceive, yes. and a will to obey. Amen. And if you have that made up in your mind, that's what you're going to do. It's like the brother was saying a while ago, God's going to bring you to the knowledge and obedience of the truth. Amen. But to all of them that are staying too busy mm. to take time for God, mm. God will give them a strong delusion. Mm. It could be that they just think they've got to take care of themselves and their jobs and making their wealth, taking care of this life instead of making sure that the life to come is guaranteed unto them. Don't fall into that trap. Like the brother said, many people will have the idea I've got tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is not promised to any of Amen. us, none of us whatsoever. And you have to come out of these false ideas, these ways the brother talked about just a while ago. It is the work of Satan. He's a working to keep you out of the kingdom of God. Mm. But God is a working to get you into the kingdom, Amen. to save your soul. Amen. But if you refuse and rebel, God will turn around and he'll give you a strong delusion mm -hmm. that you'll think you're all right and you mm -hmm. won't do anything else but that. Mm -hmm. But God's mercy is abiding right now Amen. to Amen. the Gentiles. So don't put it off. Don't put it off. Don't be too busy about uh, the things of this life. Mm -hmm. Take care of your soul first mm -hmm. because uh, you got one life, you got one soul, and it's going to spend eternity either with Jesus Christ or it's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire with yeah. Satan and his angels. Right. It's what's going to happen.
It's already been declared to us that this is what's going to happen. So don't let anybody deceive you by telling you that there is no God, there is no this, there is no that, because there is. That's why the sun is shining today. That's why there's clouds in the sky, because God Almighty put it there. That's why there's dirt and uh, under your feet, because God created it, mm-hmm. and he created it out of nothing. He Amen. spoke the world into existence, and his word is strong. His word, he, it will never fail. Mm. It will bring what he has determined for it to pass, bring to pass. It will perform it. Amen. But your soul is precious. You, you've got to take care of it. God ain't going to come down here and take a hold of you and make you serve him. Mm. He's going to have the gospel preached. And if you will fear and obey what he's had preached, Mm. he will bring you on into the knowledge and the obedience of the gospel. He'll save you. And in time, you'll have a new body Mm. that will never pass away. But in the meantime, you've got to do what the Lord has told you. Remember about the time of Noah. He warned people Mm -hmm. that the flood was coming, and they didn't do anything about it. Mm. The whole earth except Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their their three wives, Mm -hmm. they're the only ones that escaped the damnation that was coming on that uh, world at that time. Yeah. When God cleansed it, then he started it all over again. Mm. And here we find where we're at today that men are doing the same thing that those people done in the time of Noah. They're not taking heed to the signs. They're not taking heed to the word of God. I forgot just how long Noah preached, but it seemed like it was 40 years. Well, yeah. I but mean, it was a was, long time that yeah. Noah preached. People didn't listen to it. The church has been preaching for the New Testament salvation for something like 2,000 years now. Right, right. And only those that are ordained unto eternal life has feared and obeyed God. Mm-hmm. And the it's what you got to have. It's what mm-hmm. you got to do to mm-hmm. save yourself. Amen. Yeah. The um. Yeah, I think it was about a hundred years, hundred hundred or hundred and twenty years that Noah yeah, was preaching. Yeah, hundred and twenty, wasn't it? But that idea, as you're speaking of accountability, really is is um, heavy on my mind. You know, we here in America, we've been privileged to have preachers, to have the truth, to have the gospel uh, available, freely available. There are, uh, there's a Bible, there used to be a Bible on every bookshelf, everybody's home, but still the majority of of Americans are aware of the Bible or have heard of it or have seen it, you know, in the bookstore. I mean, it's still the the number one best-selling book of all time, which means if you've ever run across a Bible, God's going to hold you accountable for the truth Uh that's in there. Because the fact that, like (laughs) like he was saying, if, if the fact that God didn't show up and slap you in the face and say, read this, doesn't mean you're not accountable. That's right. Right? If, if if it crosses your path and you said, well, that's not worthy of my time, that's not as important as 
whatever it is you're pursuing, whether it's a job, whether it's a, a relationship, whether that's school, if you put that ahead of God, if you put that ahead of knowing the Savior of humanity, then why should he respect you? Why should he come back and say, well, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to pull you back in even though you've rejected me? Because, we're, yeah, we're trained to think that way, right? The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, yeah. lest they would believe, right, the, the glorious gospel. But that's the thing. God's, look, God's just looking for that spark, that little seed of faith, that when you are faced with the truth, when you're faced with the gospel, you understand, you, you respect the fact that truth has been given to you, and you say, okay, God, I'm going to take you at your word, I'm going to read it, and I want more. And I want to go down the path you have for me. And God will continue unveiling things to you. God will continue bringing you into the knowledge of the truth. God will continue. And then he'll bring people into your path. If you're pursuing God, I mean, you look at the Ethiopian eunuch. He was traveling out in the middle of nowhere. He was riding on a chariot. He was reading Old Testament, right? The book of Isaiah. And he didn't even understand it. He didn't even comprehend everything he was reading, but he was seeking. He was searching for the truth. He had just left from Jerusalem, which means he was there during a time of worship, which means on some level, he was seeking God. He was opening himself up to Jehovah God and saying, Lord, I want to know you more. And so he was digging in the word and he was like, I need to know this God. I need to know who this is that wrote this book and what he's about. So what did God do? God sent someone to him. And he, he miraculously made that divine appointment so that an evangelist could bring the gospel message and say, look, here's who that God is, and here's how you can know him. Here's how you can understand his word. And then immediately it says that, he, you know, they, he said, hey, here's water. I want to be baptized. Let's get this done. Let's, let's get forward. Let's get moving forward on the path God has shown me. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, that's really nice. That's some good philosophical thinking. That's, that's a really nice opinion. That's an interesting way to look at the world and then just sit on it and then just kind of stew about it a while and say, well, wouldn't it be nice if that was true? No, God expects faith. God expects you to take that step that he's shown you, whatever that is, immediately. You know, we've seen uh, here with Charity's House, we've had multiple men come through Charity's House and uh, with varying degrees of success, you could say, you know, as far as their relationship with God. And one of the things that is always a hallmark of whether they're going to make it, whether they're going to see progress, is if they actually respond. When the Word of God is preached, when the Holy Spirit convicts, when they see something in the Scriptures, when God gives one of us a word for them, how they respond and how quickly they respond is a huge determining factor. I would say almost the most determining factor of whether they succeed or not, whether they get rid of their addiction, whether they are rescued out of the the slavery, the bondage that they're in, is whether when they see that door open, they actually step through it. When they see that, hey, Jesus Christ is the key to my freedom, and then they actually take hold and they accept it. But it's when you see that key, you see that open door, you see that opportunity from God placed in your path, and you say, all right, well, that's good, but I'm going to keep trying my own thing. I think I can figure it out. I I see that. I see you've provided a way of escape for me, God, but I'm going to keep digging away with my hands and see if maybe I can try that first. And then if that fails, then I'll turn to you. That is not faith. Faith is not, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And then once that falls out, falls through, then I'm going to turn to God. No, faith is saying, okay, God showed me something. I'm going to take him at his word and I'm going to follow through with him immediately and take him up on his offer. Uh, you may 
you may come to that point and God may give you that opportunity. God may give you grace to allow you to try to finish things on your own, to allow you to, to, to you know, wrestle around in the dirt with whatever your problem is until you're wore out and then say, okay, let me show you how it's done. He may allow you to do that, but he does not guarantee that. He doesn't, he doesn't say to you, well, once you've tried everything, then you can take me up on my offer. No, time is running short. As, as uh, Brother Ritz was saying earlier, today is the day of salvation. If you're still wrestling with a concept God's given you, whether it's a truth, whether it's a command he's given you to obey, whether it's a move he's told you to make, whether it's a, a job he's told you to take up or to drop, whether it's a salvation issue, whether it's uh, somebody, a relationship that you need to take up or that you need to let go of, the longer you hold on and the longer you wait to respond to that, the greater the consequence is going to be. And as Brother Ritz said, the greater the likelihood that God will just say, all right, you know what? Fine. You can have it. You can keep it. You can stay there. And I'm not going to take you where I wanted you to go. That's what, exactly what happened with the Israelites. He brought them all the way through. He brought them through the Exodus. I mean, just miraculous, amazing things. You know, people have made gigantic, multi-million dollar Hollywood movies out of this stuff. It's amazing, right? He takes them through the ten, uh, the plagues, and he takes them through the, the splitting of the sea, and he takes them through the Ten Commandments, and there's just all this stuff happening. And they get up to the threshold of the promised land, the place they've been seeking this whole time, and they don't go in. They say, but we're afraid. I know you've done everything else, God. I know you've arranged for everything else up to this point. I know you've never failed. You've never lost a battle. You've never allowed us to suffer, but I'm still afraid that you're going to fail. I, I don't actually believe you. I'm not actually going to take hold of that faith, that, that, that rope of faith that you're holding out to me. I'm not going to grab hold of it. And so God said, you know what? Fine. You don't get to go in. And there was only two men that got to go in, Joshua and Caleb, because... They trusted, they believed that after everything, they said, yeah, but this is still God we're talking about. Yeah, we're facing giants. Yeah, we're going to a place we've never been before. Yeah, we have no idea what to expect. But this is God we're talking about, and God can handle this. God can handle his business. God can take care of the bills. God can give his people the power they need to accomplish the task he's given them. That's in Acts chapter 1. I was just reading this morning. He said uh, that you will receive power. And he says, after that, you'll become witnesses to me, to Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. That's a huge, that's a tall order, right? You got to go witness to everyone in the whole world. I mean, that's ridiculous. But he, he prefaces that. He says, but you will receive power. You will have everything you need through the power of the Holy Ghost to accomplish the task I've given you. All you have to do is walk forward and do it. Do you have something else to add, brother? Just that <clears throat> if the Israelites had walked in faith, mm -hmm. they did not, and they could not see Moses. Mm -hmm. They went to idolatry, and their idolatrous ways, mm -hmm. like this brother is saying, mm. kept them out of all the blessings of God. And he seen to it. God can see to it. I was telling you a while ago, God, if you won't believe him and walk in his word, he can send you a strong delusion. Yeah, He led Israel. This is where it was. He let them wander in that desert 40 years. Mm -hmm. They roamed around out there and everything. Like the brothers said, Joshua and Caleb went in because they had faith. They had works. These other people did not have faith. They would not walk in faith. 
If they couldn't see it, they wouldn't believe in it. So it took them away from God Almighty and his plans for them. But they was not like their father Abraham that come out of his country. Mm. But what they couldn't see, they wouldn't believe in it. Mm. And so that God gave them a strong delusion, led them around in the desert till they uh, were consumed. Like the brother said, he brought in Joshua and Caleb. And I think it was Joshua said he had a something that he, he said, give me this mountain. Mm-hmm. And God allowed him what he wanted because he had walked in faith and God brought him on through. And so we see the faithful are blessed of God Almighty and you'll be blessed too if you walk in faith. Like we were saying a while ago, you may not understand, you may not see what we're preaching about being born again, but if you'll stay and obey what you know to walk in, Mm -hmm. the scriptures you know to walk in, Mm -hmm. if you will walk in that and be willing to walk in other words, more knowledge as you come to it, God will see to it that you have more than what you have now. He'll cause you to grow. And he'll bring you to the place of the knowledge. You've got to be born again of water and of the Spirit. Amen. But you just have to walk in it. And a lot of God's people today, they don't continue in the faith yeah. when, where they once come in. And many of them will lose their soul mm. because of fear. They'll mm-hmm. lose their soul because they love the things of this life above uh, the things of God and his word. And they, uh, the Bible calls it despising, despising the good things of God Almighty, mm. his riches. Mm. And they want what they can see with their eyes. They love this present evil world. Mm. And that's what they're going to walk in. But everybody that will walk in Christ and do what he has told them to do. God's going to bring them on, bring them on. He's not lost one, not one, except the son of perdition Mm. that the scripture would be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That's the only one that he's lost or ever will lost Mm. because all the others are built up on his word. They'll stand on the word. They'll be established. These false doctrines, these lies of Satan that he tries to put out, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Mm. You won't be deceived because you're walking in the spirit, you're trusting God, and he has given you light. We don't walk in darkness as right. other men do. Amen. We walk in the light of God Almighty and he shines his light upon our pathway. And we will not be deceived because he's shining on our pathway. And we know him. We know how to go, how to walk. We know what's true and what's false. And we try the spirits, Mm -hmm. whether they're God or not. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is the son is a false spirit. Mm -hmm. And these things God Almighty has given us that we should not be 
deceived. Mm -hmm. God's people not going to walk in darkness. Mm -hmm. The deceivers are put here for a purpose that those that don't love God and his word, God sent them a strong delusion, mm -hmm. like I said before, mm -hmm. that they cannot enter the kingdom of God and they will not be in the first resurrection. We want to make sure that our walk is straight and our walk is with Christ and mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. I've got one scripture mm -hmm. over here. Uh, I think I've still got it. <clears throat> uh, Psalm 37, verse 25. Mm -hmm. I have been young, mm. now I'm old. David's a writing here. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken? Yeah nor his seed begging bread. Amen. And that's not talking about natural bread. <laughs> that's talking to us on down here, mm. the bread of God. Mm. God will supply our bread that we need for our bodies, yes, mm -hmm. sir. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to be begging for bread. Amen. The Lord will not uh, forsake us. Amen. And verse 26, he is ever merciful and lendeth his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Hmm. This is what the scriptures tells us to Amen. do. Amen. Is to walk in Christ and be faithful. Because God is faithful to us. He will not fail. His word is a firm foundation. Will not fail. And will bring others in. We serve God and walk uprightly before him. We'll get other people in the church mm. and we'll be blessed for the work that we do. And so the work of the Lord is to believe on him. Amen. And one scripture says that. That's what the work of the Lord is, is to believe on him and not to faint. Just keep on keeping on. Mm -hmm. We pray without ceasing mm -hmm. because we know what God has promised. He is able to bring it to pass. And this is why we pray for our families. We pray for different people. And so by doing that, we're keeping the commandments of God that he has commanded us to be witnesses in the earth of what he has done for mankind. Mm. And so we'll be a, uh, we won't be in that second resurrection. Mm. We're going to be with Jesus Christ when he comes Amen. forever and forever and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I feel um, led as we finish today to just say a word of prayer for our listeners. So, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak your word, Lord, to see your truth come to life, Lord God, and to be able to proclaim it out across the airwaves. God, I pray today in the name of Jesus for anyone listening that you would speak truth into their hearts, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would guide them, that you would protect them, and Lord, that you would continue to illuminate your paths to them, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for doing that in my life. I thank you, God, for the truth that you've revealed to me. I thank you, God, that you continue to guide me down the path as long as I submit to you. Lord, help me, help those listening to submit to you, Lord God, fully and completely every step of the way. Lord, we pray blessings upon those listening in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to have uh, Brother Tom here. 
And um, we miss Brother Woods, but we're glad uh, we're rejoicing with him for his new marriage, his new bride. And uh, we're glad that he could take the week and spend some time with her. And we hope that you all would join us again next week. And uh, as always, pay attention to this broadcast, to this channel, because we do have more coming on the way. So praise the Lord for that. God bless. We'll catch you up next time. Amen. You are listening to your Apostolic Radio at a church radio.